every present moment on the journey becomes our past and every past moment has the potential to instruct us with greater discernment towards the future. We're going to spend just a moment in Wednesday's Word looking at stages. That's our word for today. Stages. And we're going to talk a little bit about the definition and its implications. And so we will have some time to really deeply think about what stage we're in currently and what the previous stages have done to contour us and posture us for the next stage. So stay tuned because that's what we're going to be decelerating with today as we breathe together and rest, relinquish, and receive. Shalom. soul this podcast is especially essentially for the writing soul we don't focus on the writing craft there are plenty of podcasts for that but here you are the focus your own personhood not just what you produce so let's go ahead and get started ultimately You are a soul who writes. Writing is work. Writing is rest. It's your movement in the world, the unique embodiment of your freedom. You are a writer. If you hold yourself accountable for documenting, witnessing, journaling, educating, blogging, even writing copy, And this opens up others to their freedom, their imagination, their growth, and their healing. And it does so in such a way so that you are able to be generous with your love, with your gifts, with all of who you are, so that it will be an expression of your soul care from the inside out. That's what the Mohawk Mama Soul podcast is all about, helping you attend to your writing soul. If this is your first time, I want to welcome you in to this soul care campfire and let you know that you are right at home You are in a place where you already belong. You have nothing to prove, girl. And here's what I want to make sure we do first and foremost. I want us to get our headphones on. I tend to speak low. That's just typically what I do. But it might be easier to hear me if you have your headphones on. But it also can become a sanctuary for you where you kind of put everything else, the noise, to the side. Be ready to be a receptive repository so that you can gather in, but then you can release. So you want to be a conduit just as much as a repository. Receive it 
and then be courageous enough to let go. Choose to experience and let go of expectations for why you're here. Expectations can prevent us from seeing what's right in front of us. Our assumptions color what's really there. Sojourner, I want you to practice looking at yourself. Really look at yourself past who you've been told that you are or who you have believed yourself to be or the part you have played, the roles that you play, the masks that you wear. Let's remove them. Let's remove the prejudgment and critique one layer at a time that normally attach themselves to those very things. Whether you're standing or sitting, with or without a mirror, I want you to pause and trace with your hand a section of your body, maybe your face, maybe your hand, your arm, your legs, maybe your thighs, maybe your belly, your chest, your shoulder. But what I want you to do is allow your hand to trace your holy temple. Welcome her. Welcome her creator and sustainer. Get a keen sense of your embodiment as you untether yourself and discover aspects of drawing in the closeness of who you are and who you are becoming because of who has created you and designed you. It is difficult at times because when we do not notice due to hurry, busyness, avoidance, the lies or dismissal, we will not be attentive to who we really are. And so that, that is where we want to begin. We're going to decelerate with one word, and that word is stages. So let's look at that word and just consider the definition. You know, we always need to define our terms because what a word means to one may be different to another. So if this is your definition for stage, great, because that's exactly what my definition is. But if this definition I'm going to give you isn't, then just consider it. Maybe add it to what you already think about stages. So let's look at the word stage. It's the distance between two places of rest on a journey. And it helps to even know what I mean by journey. It's a course traveled over a period of time. So I want us to travel a course. Let's go to the hood. And I didn't live in the hood growing up, but I had a lot of family that did. And I had friends that lived in the hood. But today I'm not talking about the hood. I'm talking about womanhood, parenthood, manhood, childhood, adulthood. Did I say fatherhood? Let's go to the hood and not specifically, but I want that to be at the very forefront of our minds as we're talking about 
traveling in the stages of life where wherever we are in our personhood, that's the big hood, we are informed not by our behavior, but by our belovedness. And so in every stage, there's a requirement to leave some place, to pass through another place, to camp out at some place, and then to do it all over again. Because we're constantly making departures, resting, and coming to an arrival point. But because we're sojourners, we don't find ourselves just staying in one place. So the stage that you're in right now, think about your personhood and don't overcomplicate it or overthink it. The stage is the distance that's in between the two places of rest. So think about each place of rest on your journey at this current point in your life. And what I do is I draw a horizontal line and two vertical lines at the end. And so it kind of looks like, I guess, a football goal. I think that's what it's called. I'm not a sports fanatic, so pardon me if I got the wrong analogy. But it, it just looks like an H. And so on each side, you would basically put the word rest. Rest on one end, rest on the other end. In the middle would be the stage. And only you can put in what the rest on the right side and the rest on the left side represent. It could be literal or it can be figurative. And then what the stage is in between that, that distance between those two places, what is that stage? in your personhood? Could it be a discovery stage? Could it be a learning stage? Could it be a sharing stage? Rediscovery or surrender or reflection of love? And where I get those six stages from is from the Critical Journey book by Janet Hagberg and Robert Golick and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his word, his name properly, but it's called The Critical Journey Book. I'm a woman of faith, and so this book has that lens, but even if you're not a person of faith, and, and maybe you're a skeptic, or maybe you're agnostic, or maybe, you're, you know, whatever you find yourself as, there's a component to your journey where there's still those elements, and so, I'm going to get a little further into the aspect of stages in our next segment. So stay tuned. Shalom. So let's talk about the aspects of the stages. In the discovery stage, there's a blur. And to fight the blur or to try to get clearer vision at this discovery stage is, is not the point. The point is to allow the actual blur to give this kind of insight that allows you permission, we talked about permission yesterday, to be in a place where you're probably feeling uh, excitement 
as well as this sense of not understanding what's going on. You're just in this place where you're seeing a lot, but it's not necessarily very cohesive. It's discovery. And so in stage two, learning stage, we're talking about really unlearning, putting off assumptions. And so there's a lot of receiving that's going on, input. And the third stage is sharing or working. It's a giving stage, and so it's output-oriented. And so you've come to a place where the discovery and the learning, uh, more importantly, what we unlearn in order to learn anew, really do lend itself to then giving out of that place. And then the fourth stage is the rediscovery. And it's almost like an echo, but it does take on new questions, new inventory, new places to wander, because there is a curiosity that leads you to that place. And then there's the fifth stage, surrender, where you give yourself up and over to good. It's not defeat. It's just a surrender that says, I must give myself to this because there's something here that I must encounter, that love wants me to encounter and have a, a deeper intimacy with the real, even if it's raw. And six, reflecting love, reflecting God. He is love. And so in so reflecting, there's going to be a whole lot of patience that's exuded. There's going to be a lot of resources from the divine that flows from you. But I want to back up because in between the fourth and fifth stage, as is explained in the Critical Journey book that I mentioned, is the wall. And so I want to read a poem to you by Jan Richardson that highlights this wall experience. So let's listen to this with an open and receptive heart that's slowing down to hear and to embrace. When the wall between the worlds is too firm, too close, when it seems all solidity and sharp edges, when every morning you wake as if flattened against it, its forbidding presence fairly pressing the breath from you all over again, then may you be given a glimpse of how weak the wall and how strong what stirs on the other side, breathing with you and blessing you still, forever bound to you, but freeing you into this living, into this world so much wider than you ever knew. And that is by Jan Richardson. And you can connect with Jan and discover more of her um, beautiful creations at janrichardson.com. So now, back to our aspect of the stages we're in. You have probably, if you have paper and pen that you took out earlier, you've drawn your map, so to speak, that has your horizontal line representing your stage, and then two vertical lines at the end. By way of an example, I'm going to share just the stage that I'm in currently. So rest is about resting from and resting in. So on the left side, I have on my vertical line, rest from working on staff at a growing church. And on the right side, I have rest 
in my new entrepreneur pursuit with Mohawk Mama Studio. And my stage is the one that I've identified currently is the rediscovery stage because I'm taking on new inventory. I'm taking on new questions and new connections and just simply taking on some new desires that I had way back when I was a child. One of those new discoveries, which really is just kind of a book that had gathered dust and love just blew the dust off and presented the book afresh to me was watercoloring. As a child, I was all about watercoloring, doodling and all of those things, but watercoloring was that medium that I just gravitated to and I lost it. I lost it somewhere along the way in my journey and I left it behind. And it was in this rediscovery stage that love brought it back to my remembrance. I had forgotten, but it hadn't left me. It was just stored so deeply within places in my own heart that it needed to be unlocked during this rediscovery stage. And it, it has been unleashed and I'm watercoloring again and I'm returning to the beginning stages. So I'm, I'm in a novice stage and that is okay. That I don't believe I should be farther along. I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be in this stage of rediscovering watercoloring. This is purposeful because the blur <laughs> in the discovery stage can also carry out in the rediscovery stage. And I like what my friend has said about the blur. I'm going to just read it to you because I wrote it down just to remind myself that sometimes the beauty of life is that even in the midst of so much blurriness, discouragement or doubt or messiness or just new places, it serves to make other things become so crystal clear and in focus. So everything's not blurry in the discovery or the rediscovery stage. What happens is there are some things that are blurred because now there's something else in the foreground that requires our attention. I hope you get what I'm saying. It's like two things happening. The blur is the background. And what's in the foreground is what's clear. And so as you continue to journey along in each stage and identify, I think it's important to identify what stage you're in, in your personhood and specifically in your womanhood or if you are in your manhood or in motherhood or fatherhood, childhood, adulthood, parenthood, all of that. You know, I realize that we have all of these various roles and responsibilities, but it would help that when we're trying to identify where we are in the developmental stage of all things of our personhood, that we maybe just focus in on one particular aspect. And so what I did is I focused in on the aspect of just my personhood in this rediscovery stage. And then there are other places where I might map it out and, and look at my womanhood. 
because I am approaching my 50s, that's going to look like a different stage for me than when I was in even my 30s, let alone my 20s. So each stage requires our hospitality. One stage is not better than the other. And so we have to remember that the definition of a stage is not to define us, it's to describe the place that's in between the rest. Those places of rest that are on both ends, it, it describes the place which is in between that. And so there are many implications there. And if there are some things that you are trying to flesh out, maybe starting at this point of identifying your experience currently, whether they're major or minor, and whether it's distrust or seeing love's provision, whether it's disappointment or fear, even if you aren't aware of being in a relationship with God, you can indicate in that mapping out of it your dark times or your hardships. And so what I want you to do is just consider where the revelation of love is showing you what stage you're on. I want you also to think of experiences where love has revealed his mercy. And if you've listened a few podcasts back, we did talk about mercy being kindness on a stubborn mission, just unrelenting to be kind to you, even if you weren't aware of him or, or following him or intimate with him at the time. And so including that as well, not just our grief, but our gratitude. And so there are degrees of these experiences that we have. And so you don't want to necessarily dismiss just because something is in a small degree. And so look and reflect on the patterns that you begin to see as you put together your noticing of your journey in the stage that you're focusing on. Look at it, maybe get out, you know, a eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and just do it in such a way where it has a length to go through maybe your different stages over the past maybe you know year or five years but do it in such a way where you can look back on it and reflect to see some patterns and observe closely what it is showing you and what it is beckoning you to savor to linger in and maybe journal about it if you're a journal or you can just do an audio diary of it, maybe use an Anchor app. But definitely understand this one thing. Pursuing something good with the wrong mindset is like planting a seed on the cement. And so we really do have to address the mindset and not just a method. I've shared with you a method, but the method is not key. What's key is the mindset that engages the method because there are different methods and models. I do highly recommend the book, The Critical Journey by Janet Hagberg, H-A-G-B-E-R-G, and Robert Gulick, and that's G-U-E-L-I-C-H. I also recommend the Unhurried Living podcast because they do go into the book stages as well. And the podcast I'm referring to is podcast number 14, 
I was planning on doing a segment on stages and when I came across their Instagram feed showing that they were doing it, I was like, I love it when our voices are in solidarity. So if you're interested, please check out the Unhurried Living podcast as well. That's really what I want to share. And so we're just going to rest, relinquish, receive, and we'll repeat it. And if you want to get in touch with me and find out more about Mohawk Mama Studio, go to MohawkMamaStudio.com. And you can follow me also on Instagram at Mohawk Mama Loves. Shalom. If you're wondering how to find out more about the Soul Care Classrooms, then just visit MohawkMamaStudio.com and then go to the hashtag Soul Care Classrooms hub tab and the details are there. One more thing I want to mention is that when we're thinking about how we refer to our own embodiment, we must remember to keep the human element about our bodies ever so present, to keep the kindness in view. Because one of the things we must also realize is that our body is us. This is the gift we've been given to have full expression of the activity of our humanity. And she is not part of us, but she is us. And so when you are referring to your own embodiment, refer to her in terms of endearment. Until we get together again, Shalom Sojourner. Share the mom's podcast with your friends. Jesus is always with your heart and he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.